0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Wait, I'm your host, Landon McCool. Where's Marcus? It is a McCool solo podcast day. I know you guys are excited. I know Marcus is excited because uh, he... Straight up, just didn't show up for work today. All right, we we uh, we usually carpool into work. Uh, I, I'll I'll pick him up in the old Chevy, uh, and and it was like the 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 end of, of Goodwill Hunting, where uh, I pulled up to pick him up, and uh, he he I honked the horn and knocked on the door. He didn't he didn't show up, so I, I smiled and and I and I got happy and I drove away. But for a completely different set of reasons, because I get to speak with you guys one-on-one, no no more markets getting in the way. So let's get right into it. We are going to do even more questions, Marcus sent out a tweet asking for some of your questions earlier. I'll, I'll pull from some from the uh, the last round of question asking from from the other day. Uh, we will definitely have a fantastic show, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the important questions like this. Mark, gotta ask fleets, yay or nay? Mark, I'm glad you you asked the hard hitting questions first. I'm glad that you you know, are the tip of the spear on on really difficult uh cowboys uh conversations Uh, i i really don't have a huge opinion on fleets it seems obviously to be a an instagram and a snapchat type of feature that they've brought into twitter uh so uh, it's fine i i don't i'll until i see it being used in kind of an inventive way on twitter Uh, it's really just a thing that another thing that exists i will say that before i don't want to get on twitter too much but it it seems like every few months twitter release releases a new feature that everyone inevitably is just furious about uh and then eventually gets over and and then starts enjoying and liking as well so uh, that seems to be the constant feature in twitter um let's let's get into some more serious questions i do have some funny ones in there that i'm going to mix in as well um I got a question from PM Augustad at a two nine one three underscore two nine. Which is more valuable, interior defensive lineman or outside corners? Uh, I think that you would I think that you would kind of generally say that outside corner is a more impactful position. Um, you know, at least in, in, in kind of the traditional sense of of the the type of players that you're supposed to pay that the the kind of you know top five uh, quarterback person who protects the quarterback person who pursues the quarterback person who catches the ball from the quarterback and the person who guards the person who catches the ball from the quarterback those are the five positions that you know usually you pay pretty big money to you know I I think it's 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 an interesting question because uh, I do. You know, I do kind of have a belief in, this, in the idea that the, the defensive backfield is very similar to the offensive line in the sense that it's really not so much about the, the best player you have at that position and how good they are. It's, it's really about how good the collective is and how good the, the, the weakest link is on your offensive line or your defensive backfield. So <clears throat> I think that having good outside corners is – is uh, you know as important as as almost you know anything outside of quarterback on this on a team or at least in the realm of that conversation uh but i i do think that having a an impactful defensive lineman uh an interior defensive lineman one impactful interior defensive lineman can be as valuable as a single outside corner because i think that ultimately you know, you you could throw away from a, a really good corner. And I think the, even with the Cowboys last year with Byron Jones, uh, uh, you know, whether you feel like Byron Jones is worth the money or not, I, I think that Byron Jones was playing pretty good football last year. And despite that, the Cowboys still got thrown all over. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it's it's important to have a. Uh, holistic approach to the defensive backfield. Uh, So in that sense, I I think you could make an argument that a really impactful interior defensive lineman could be as impactful as a single outside corner. I I do like that question, though. I think that's a good one. Uh, Let's see what else we've got here. Um, Okay, well, this is... is, I'm getting a lot of different questions because uh, of conversations we had about... Uh, Pene sue and I'm probably saying his name wrong because I you know I'm realizing now Sewell that that I've I've never uh said his name out loud I've only ever read it so uh you know I think so let's just I guess we we'll, there's a lot of different questions about tradeback scenarios about uh, uh Sewell about taking somebody at, at up top let's just have a, a quick conversation about where we stand in that situation and 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 the tr- tradeback scenarios and and who's available and, and what's, you know, what's the, the floor and ceiling for if we were to draft at the current position that we're at now. So I, I you know, I kind of tweeted out yesterday that I feel like the the kind of <laughs> soft tank gambit that we're, that we're running, it, it really only gives you the kind of value That you're looking for if the Cowboys are able to trade back with somebody in order to kind of facilitate a team that's moving up to get a quarterback. Um, Because if they're if they're if they're not able to do that uh, and and, and they're they're unable to find a dance partner, I think there's a couple of different, you know, kind of. Uh, uh variations of the scenario, right? So let's let's talk about worst case scenario, right? The Cowboys uh complete the soft tank, they end up with the third overall pick, all right. What happens if they can't find a team to uh pay what they want for a trade back? You know, or or even worse, like what if they can't find anybody who will trade back with them at all? You know, I I I don't know that, that if that's how likely that is, but I, I have to think that you have to consider it as a as a real possibility, because uh, you know I think teams realize that um, the Cowboys aren't going to take a quarterback, so they may just you know depending on on what the asking price is, they may try to trade uh, either downstream from the Cowboys or or just see how the, the the whole situation falls. It may be this. It may be a case where. You know Lawrence and Fields gets get taken one and two, and nobody considers that third quarterback worth a trade up. So I think let's just kind of generally looking at 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 that situation. You know what happens if the Cowboys can't trade back and they get stuck at three picking. So I think uh, Sewell is obviously a choice there, Uh, and I think as far as the non quarterback. Uh, players that are val- you know, have the value to be taken at three right now. And again, this is extremely early, guys. We're we're in November. Uh, I think Sewell's the guy, right? It, just as far as position, you know, that, that you could get good value from talent, all those things. You know, the issue there obviously is that you have two offensive tackles already. I, I can. I'm not saying that we you don't trade uh sorry, you don't draft Sewell because when he gets there because I I think that that I mean he's a, a very good young player who could start for your team for a long time I just think that it's not is not so clean right because it's you still have to deal with the rearrangement that needs to go on on your roster to kind of get him on the field whether that's uh, uh trading one of your offensive tackles or it's uh, uh moving sewell inside to a, a guard position and dealing with the, the the kind of reshuffle on the offensive line that way. Uh, You know, I I guess the point being is that this Sewell is your cleanest option at three if you can't get a trade back. And even that is not a completely clean option. The other, you know, another choice that might potentially happen is that the Cowboys get put into a situation where they have to choose between sticking at three and and picking Sewell or, you know, someone else uh, and You know, trading down for a less than expected, you know, bounty taking taking a loss on the trade back. Uh, I I think that that's something that the Cowboys are going to have to consider because if they get through all this and they get to a spot where. Uh, they that this is happening they may not have another choice they may they the choice may be to kind of deal with Sewell and see if you can figure out the the roster gymnastics to make all that work or to take kind of a loss and just bite the bullet and get what you can out of the out of the tradebacks that are offered you know that maybe they're below market value maybe maybe the market's not what you think it would be. Um, so those are things that the Cowboys have to consider, you know, when they get to that point. And then, of course, you know, obviously, best case scenario is that a team like San Francisco or New England or someone that's looking for a, a quarterback, uh, you know, bullies up and, and, and offers you the kind of deal that you're looking for. Uh, you know, I just, I the reason I point this out is because I just think there's a lot of certainty being spoken about, you know, if this happens, then the Cowboys will get all these trade offers. And I, and I think that it certainly looks good right now, but I, I definitely would not, uh, uh, you know, count on it. I definitely would not feel like this is a a certainty to happen. Uh, kind of going along these lines, I got a question from Jason Davis at J Davis, seven, one, one. How would Micah Parsons help this defense? You know, I, I think Micah Parsons is a guy that is a you know highly thought of uh, recruit, highly thought of athlete, doesn't have a ton of time playing at the position, you know, opted out this year. Obviously, that would have made his draft stock a lot higher. I can also understand why he opted out because of situations like Jalen Smith and all the other reasons. I I think I would just be extremely disappointed if the Cowboys decided to use that extremely uh, uh, high draft pick on another off-ball linebacker. You know, I just think that you, you've got to find a way to find good production uh, at the position without using high draft picks. Other teams do it, um, and, and I think you've already spent two top, you know, top two round picks. Uh, On linebackers, and you've had kind of mixed results. And I don't know that you know continuing to chase that dragon is is something that is ultimately going to pay out. And especially when you talk about up at the top of the draft, you're talking about drafting an off-ball linebacker at you know the top five picks. Uh, It's the value. I mean, just going back to what we we're talking about. The value is not really there. It's it's a uh, projection too. I mean, I think Micah Parsons has exactly the kind of tr- skills and tr- traits to be an incredible linebacker in in the NFL. But there's a lot of projection because there isn't a ton of tape on him, and, I, and there isn't a lot of certainty. And I think that that's something again. I just want to hark on with this next draft is that even more than usual, there is not a uh, there is not a a you know slam dunk uh, uh, evaluation for each one of these players. Not that there ever is, but I think even more so than previous years, there's less certainty on uh, the, these players. And I think the further you get away from the top few rounds of the draft, the worse it's going to get, right? Because the, the the down these down draft guys, there's going to be less and less uh, information on those guys than there even usually is. So. Uh, I think that for the Cowboys, you know, they need to pick a guy up there if they're picking somebody that they feel very confident about, and and not that Parsons hasn't you know kind of played with that level. Of, uh, with this tape that, he's, that he has put out there that he hasn't deserved. I think there's a reason he's being spoken of that highly. Uh, but I think that there is also a, a high level of uncertainty added into the b- bad positional value uh, drafting a player that high. Uh, and I also, like I said, I think you can't waste your, uh, especially in this draft, you can't waste your top few picks on um on gambles, because you're, you're the bottom of your draft is going to be nothing but gambles. And and I know. And again, I understand that the draft is always a gamble. I I, I get that. But I think that there is a certain amount of certainty that uh, the, the the let's put it this way, the 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 valley, the, the wide gap in the certainty that you're going to feel with the players that you're taking in the first, you know, let's say 100 picks versus what you're taking Uh, In the the back end of the middle of the back end of the draft That gap in knowledge, in understanding the player is so much wider than any other previous year. I think that that's really what, what I'm trying to get at here. Uh, Cowboy Stats and Graphs asks, if train A departs at 9 a.m., one hour later, train B leaves the same station heading in the same direction. If train A is traveling at 60 miles an hour and train B starts off at 40 miles an hour but accelerates at a rate of four meters per second squared, then at what point is it too late for the Cowboys to pay their quarterback? Good question, Daniel. I would say that uh, you know, hold on, let me scratch this out and then carry four. Uh, okay, uh, it's it's not too late to pay the quarterback. He's still on the team. He's uh, yeah, look. You're going to pay more than you did before, and I think that that's something that the Cowboys uh, are probably comfortable with. Um, I still have not given up on, on them paying Dak. In fact I don't know that it's gotten any better or worse since we've started talking about this. And frankly the fact that we're even talking about paying Dak again and, and it's not giving me an immediate headache, uh just shows you that it's been a little bit since we've discussed this. But I still have full faith that the Cowboys are gonna sign Dak. I think a lot of the animosity that's going on is being generated by the people outside of the building and outside of the negotiations with Dak. I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some, you know uh, frustration on both sides. I'm sure that there is, you know, the normal kind of contract dispute, you know, uh, related disagreements. I, I still truly believe that the Dak, that the Cowboys are going to sign Dak Prescott and, and that he'll be the quarterback of the future. So uh, whether that gives you any relief at all. Daniel, I, I I don't know, but hopefully hopefully it does. Uh, let's pop back to some of these questions that you guys asked a few days ago when Marcus asked her questions uh, with the, I think it was on Tuesday. Um, I got one from uh, from my good friend Pash uh, at the Amir. Why won't they free Reggie Robinson? You know, I, I think the deal with Reggie Robinson is that you know they moved him to safety. I think they clearly do just view him as a safety, and the reason I think that is because they've had cornerback depth issues, and they still have not put him on the field. So I, they must really view him in that in that position. Uh, and I think that the other part of the problem with with Robinson has been his uh, his special teams play, at least in practice. I mean, we that's you know again, and, and Posh knows this better than anybody. We we don't we haven't seen anything in training camp. We haven't seen anything in OTAs. So we don't we don't have any kind of inside knowledge on the things that uh, Reggie Robinson might be struggling with that aren't on tape on his college tape. Um, so Reggie Robinson, I think, is is really one of those that there's a lot because he was a, a you know a, a high draft pick, but a higher draft pick than a lot of these other p- people that aren't playing. Um, I think that there's a lot of questions as to what's going on there. What, what What's the deal there? And and I think it may be as simple as that. Look, you know, the, the role that, that Reggie Robinson would have to play in order to be active would include more special teams than it would defense. So if he's not... You know, if he doesn't understand the special teams aspect, or if he's struggling with the special teams aspect of it, I can understand why they why they would be reluctant to get him on the field because you know you need to have those down roster defensive backs be your core special teams players. So uh, I think that's the issue with Robinson right now. It's the it's twofold. It's that they're trying to transition him into safety, uh, and I and I just don't know that he's showing them what needs to be shown as a special teams player in order to make it on the field. Uh Sean @Sean99438302 I am it's hard not to think that you're not a bot Sean. Hard not to think, but uh, I'm I'm going to you got a picture there of you at the game so I'm I'm going to go ahead and believe it. I was excited to see what Cheeto would do with the new coaching staff. You guys think he has a chance to stand out here coming back from injury? Or should we be be prepared for him to bail, regardless of how he plays? I I still believe in Cheeto. You know, I think that even in the previous uh, administration, you saw him. You know, look, a lot of the numbers were great, but he, he's also not getting completely lost out there. You know, and I think that that's why I continue to believe in him is that it just seems like you know he had a lot of situations where he was he was there and 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 he either didn't get his head around or he couldn't find the ball or uh, uh you know i i think that at times he's just struggled with his back to the quarterback i, I and i and i think that maybe uh, you know, I think that maybe coach, different coaching staff could help him there. Now, the question is is this coaching staff teaching different techniques when the ball's in the air? Is, is, is he, you know, is he taking to those techniques? You know, we didn't really get a, a full chance to see that, um, when, um, when he was healthy. So I am interested to see exactly if, you know, if we're seeing a kind of a different Cheeto, if he's playing his game a little bit differently. Um, I, I would definitely like to see his hand, him get his hands on more footballs. Um, you know, he's a guy who in college, uh, got his hands on a lot of football Whether it was pass deflections, interceptions He 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 was around the football a lot And I think he saw that, he's seen that a lot in his NFL career I just think that there's been times when He's really struggled to finish um, And so that's why I still continue to hold out hope for him Is because I think he's doing the hard part, you know, sticking with wide receivers. He has the athleticism to get with, stay with guys. He's not being blown off the ball by people. It's just that he's struggling to finish the play when the ball's arriving and I and I think that technique changes, practice, uh, you know, just subtle things. I think that they can change the outcome on some of that stuff. At least I'm hoping that it can. So I, yes, I do have hope for Cheeto that he may play. Hopefully, uh, uh, take a step because I think also part of this may just be experience. And so uh, I, I, I do still hold out hope for Cheeto, and I, and I do hope that he uh, will continue to uh, you know get better and better and, and, and just continue to take steps. I, I, you know, I think that if if it was me, you, you're looking at all these guys that are becoming free agents next year. I think Cheeto is one of the guys you have to consider re-signing. Just because you're going to lose too many players to the position, you don't want to be caught in a deep hole at, at you know with a lack of players at the roster. I think that Cheeto is a guy that, uh, even in a bad defense last year, he got a lot of targets his way uh, and struggled to kind of finish and, and defeat, the, defeat the targeting that was coming his way. But I think at the same time, you know, wasn't just embarrassed out there. Like I, so I think that he has, and, and again, his skill set is close. So if he can just kind of take that last step, I, I think we could get something decent out of him. I would be interested in and in, and and taking a chance with him. We definitely need to see uh, a little bit more down the stretch. I think that this these last few games in this season uh, is are really going to be big for Cheeto and, and and whether or not he uh, stays here long term. Uh. Let's finish up with, uh, at Dune vet, is the defense quietly progressing? I think their stats might not be as bad as they seem. They blew a lot of coverages and were hurt by turnovers on offense earlier in the year. Um, you know, I think that I, I think I agree with that. You know, if you just look at the way the defense has played, um, specifically these last two games in Pittsburgh and before that in Philadelphia, there was just a a lot of improvements specifically in in the kind of the youth movement of this team, right? You saw, I mean, you you really, unfortunately before he got hurt, I think you saw uh, Trayvon Diggs' best two games, last two games. I mean, just just really playing well uh, and started to really kind of turn it on. Um, I think you're starting to see Neville Gallimore play football in a way that we, I I certainly didn't expect for the light to turn on like this in the middle of the season. Um, and and I thought that his play last, last, you know, last week specifically was very, very good. And if, if they can continue to get solid defensive tackle play somehow out of Neville Gallimore, um, I, I think that that, you know, that plus the return of Chidobe, um, You know, it it might continue to to kind of give the Cowboys a little bit of bump. I got to say, too, you know, he didn't play a ton of snaps last week. But Sean Lee played good football on 14 snaps. And I think that you saw that they they started a little rotation at linebacker – that I think has been has been helpful, um, and I, I think that it kind of just alleviates some of the pressure on the, those two guys. That you know, uh, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith have struggled this year at, at different points. Both of them, you know, I know that J- Jalen definitely gets the the, the lion's share of, of the blame here, but but Leighton has also really struggled at different points throughout the season. So, uh, getting Sean Lee in there to kind of stabilize things, maybe uh, just kind of uh, uh, you know help. Just make things a little bit more consistent, um, and and give these guys a, a little bit of uh, relief. I think that's that's helped the the, the linebacker core as well. And then I, I I mean I would be remiss if I didn't think if I didn't mention Donovan Wilson. I, I really you know I've been saying this since they started letting him play. You know, his, he had some rough first few games. There's no way around that. But I really feel like just like we discussed with Trayvon Diggs and 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 Neville Gallimore, he is another guy who um, just really has started to play better football these last few weeks. Has started to you know be a, a solid contributor uh, and and started to play more and more snaps, sixty plus snaps a game. And uh, I think those three guys, those three young guys. and You know, obviously Diggs is not. Um, Dix is not going to be back next week or for a little while because he's on IR because of the foot. But I think you can slide, you know, Chidobe in there, and, and you can get that kind of level of play. And you you look at what you've gotten in the and, you know at two positions that early in the season we were desperate to try to find players at right defensive tackle and safety. I think you found two guys who are growing into the position. They're not they're not you know beyond replaceable at this point. Uh, they're not you know they're not at the point where I'm like okay we don't need defensive tackles and safeties next next offseason but I think that they're giving you solid and and, and, and usable play and, and if they continue down this road they continue to improve if they continue to uh, you know put up the kind of production that the, you know, specifically Wilson and and Gallimore have put up the last two to three games throughout the rest of the season. If that starts to become a steady uh, 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 drumbeat and not just a, a random occurrence, um, then I think that that we can start having a conversation as to. Well, maybe Wilson and Gallimore are what we're looking at in the future. And, you know, at the defensive tackle position, you also throw in Tyreek uh, Hill. Uh, uh, Hill as well. And, and 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 just know that he is also going to be a guy that um, that is going to be in that mix as well. And that you may have some people uh, that you can look forward to developing in this offseason and give you some better play at those positions. Guys, that is it. Woo! I just blew through all that as best as I could. If I didn't get to your question, I apologize. Uh, Please hit me up on Twitter directly and I'll try to answer some of these questions if if you feel like you had a, a burning one that got missed. Uh, please check us out on Twitter at locked on Cowboys. Marcus is at Marcus underscore Moser and I am at McCool BCB. Uh, we will have a crossover pod coming pretty soon. I think, I think honestly, I think that, uh, uh Marcus just skipped out on me so that he could do the, the crossover podcast and he just didn't want to talk to me this morning. I don't really blame the guy. Uh, uh, I can be a little annoying. So, Uh, make sure you guys come back and check out the crossover podcast and throughout the week we all have the rest of our our lineup uh and also with the short week next week we're going to be coming at you really quick and, and, and throwing a whole bunch of content your way so please make sure you're checking us all out uh and until next time happy trails everybody